Everybody, welcome to The Blacklist, the show where we interview the elite. Today, we have a good friend of mine. Um, I've known him for a bit now, um, and he's amazing. He's actually, uh, he's crushing it in his business. So I want to welcome Luciano. Thank you so much for flying in from Washington, bro. I appreciate you being here. Hey, no, thank you for having me, man. I was like, I was, like, I was hoping when I jumped on that plane that I wasn't going to get delayed again. Like yeah. last time we came to Vegas, you know, yep. like that was my big, <laughs> that was my biggest fear to jump in on the, on the airplane. But no, thank you for having me. I'm super excited, you know, and super excited to drop some knowledge for some people, hopefully. And, you yeah. know, hopefully some people watching can take it into consideration and maybe you find it helpful and, yeah. you know, hopefully it's value to you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Perfect. So, um, you know, for people that don't know you, um, you know, go ahead and give yourself an introduction because this is probably people's first, first time, right? Yeah. Yeah. So my name is Luciano. Uh, I'm 24 years old. I've been, uh, so previously before I became an entrepreneur, I was working as a corrections officer for five years. Uh, as soon as I got tired of that lifestyle, I decided to quit my job and just take a leap of faith and, and start into entrepreneurship. I'm just playing, dude. I can't. I can't do it. We had a prank. Can you hear them or no? Yeah, I can hear. Them. Yeah, no, damn. So you didn't. You, you didn't think of anything. With what? Oh wow, wow. All right, never mind. It didn't work. It didn't work, bro. We had a prank going on. Where basically we're like, you know, the moment you started, we we're like, all right, tell him like there's two minutes left, two minutes left, so that way he can like you know hurry up. But yeah. now nah, we still got the full. 30, I thought bro. we had like time steps. I thought this was like an introduction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll, we'll restart. We'll, I, I appreciate that. Thank oh, you guys. That was so fire. You guys are going to make me say that again? Yeah, we are. Yeah. <laughs> okay. He didn't, uh, he didn't react how, how I wanted him to. Whack. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. Okay. We're still rolling, right? So I can just start? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, we're going to restart, right? From where? Uh, from the, like, literally the beginning. Okay. Cool. Um. Hey, everybody. Welcome to The Blacklist, the show where we interview the elite. I appreciate my man Luciano coming in and flying in from Washington State. Um, this is his uh, second time here in Vegas, and this time he's doing it correct. So, dude, <laughs> I appreciate you being on the show. No, thank you for having me, man. I appreciate it. Uh, I'm excited to be on. This is actually my only, only my second podcast that I've ever been in. Yeah. So, you know, I'm a little bit nervous, but I'm excited to, you know, drop some knowledge for some people. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, from, for a lot of people that, that don't know you, this is your first year, like a first official year in business. Yes. And to be, you know, completely upfront from somebody who's been in business for about six or seven years, you've done phenomenal. Like, uh, you know, there's a lot of people when they start out, it takes them a few years, you know, to kind of get, um, going and stuff like yeah. that. But your fulfillment People love you. Like, you're just crushing it. So I think a lot of people listening, um, you know, they might be thinking like, dude, it's going to take me forever or whatever. Like, you're kind of living proof that it's not, you know? So yeah. for for people that don't know you, who is Luciano? Um, give us a, a, a quick background from, you know, where you were at and to what you're doing now. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, so my name is Luciano, like Julie just said. But uh, five years ago, you know, I was, I started working at a prison as a corrections officer. I, I did that for five years. I uh, pretty much got tired of it. I had enough fun, you know, while I, while I started. But after after I got tired of it, you know, I was ready to take a leap. You know, I yeah. wanted to start entrepreneurship. Uh, it was actually something I had been looking into in the past. Uh, I just knew that I wanted to be my own boss, right? I, yeah. was, I was tired of people telling me what to do and all that stuff. So I decided, you know, once I had my daughter and she was born, I was like, you know, this is probably the perfect time for me to take that leap and, you know, I'm either going to sink or I'm going to swim, you know? Yeah. So I, I took that leap and I started into entrepreneurship and that's when I started my real estate marketing business. Yeah, dude, powerful. And I think one of the biggest things that I, uh, 
you know, that you were talking to me about, like, and this was like uh, personal, <clears throat> is you were saying that law enforcement, when you were doing that, was kind of making you into a person that, you know, you was cold, right? Yeah. And you said, like, as soon as you had your daughter, like, you started noticing, like, look, this is not who I want to be, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. So I think during those five, those five years, you know, from the start of my uh, corrections officer career to the end, yeah. I definitely noticed a big change, not only, you know, in, like, my mental state, but, like, personality-wise, like, it, it definitely changed me. And I know that, I know my wife can definitely, you know, speak for me. You know, she definitely yeah. noticed that change in me. And it's not that I became a bad person, but I did become very cold, like very right. immune to emotion. Uh, just because of the things that I've seen or the things that I had dealt with, right? Yeah. So, but I think after, after I left the prison, it probably took me a good solid six to eight months to finally like, hey, like I, I'm out of that lifestyle. Yeah. I, I don't need to be living life like somebody is trying to kill me every day, right? Right, right. So it was like, it felt nice to finally get away from that. Yeah. Because I mean, when we're working in the prison, we're there from anywhere from eight to 16 hours a day. Yeah. So, you know, you can only sit there and imagine you're sitting there for a very long period of time. You're doing this multiple times a day. And you just, you know, you know, you all you're doing is running scenarios in your head. Uh, you're always on high alert. You just never know when something can happen. Yeah. And and then look at you now, dude. You're very like, you're very extrovert. Like you're, you're very nice. You're cool. So like, I appreciate you not staying there, you know, cause you're, you're a cool dude, bro. Yes. Well, um, thank you. And for people that are listening, like what was the, what was probably the biggest thing that took you from like, all right, I need to be, I need to quit the nine to five, be my own boss. What did you end up doing and how did you end up deciding like, hey, this is what I, you know, real estate, videography, photography, things like that. That's what I wanted to do. For sure. So I think my turning point, you know, what made me decide to go into that was it honestly fell in my lap. I had been doing TikTok and uh, YouTube for a while because I was doing content creation during COVID. Yeah. Uh, during that time, during the COVID period, I was actually at home with my wife and my daughter because my wife had just, you know, yeah. gave birth. Yeah. So luckily I was working in the state. They gave me some day off, you know, and <laughs> nice, I was able nice. to take advantage of that. So I got into something that I liked, which was creating content, making videos, yeah. uh, playing video games, right? So I used that uh, and I used it to leverage going into real estate. Uh, the whole real estate field really fell in my lap because one day, I, I kid you not, I was sitting down wondering, what am I going to do next? Yeah. Uh, my realtor that sold me my house gave me a call. He's like, hey, I know you do videos. I know you do pictures. I need you to shoot a house for me. Yeah. I was like, wait, I've never, I've never in my life shot a house. And plus I don't even have the right, I don't have the right lens to do this. Right. He's like, I need somebody now and you're the guy for it. Yeah. I was like, all right, man, I'll do it for free. You don't have to pay me. You know? So I went out to this house. I, it was probably like a 45 minute drive from home. Damn. And I drove out there and I was going to do it for free. Cause yeah. I was just, I was a nice guy. Right. Yeah. 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 Exactly. <laughs> so I was going to do it for free. I shot the house. And then after I gave him the pictures, I was like, I was like, here you go, man. He sends me a he sends me a cash app for four hundred bucks. What the fuck? Yes, four hundred dollars, dude. Yeah. And this was just pictures and drone. I was like, I sat there and I was like, man, four hundred dollars. That's some good money. Yeah. Dude. And this this only took me thirty minutes to an hour yeah. to do. You know, so I was like, this is what I'm gonna do. Yeah. Right. So and how long did it take from you know that that kind of like idea to then a full on business? So I was actually during that time. Uh, after, after, I think during the time that I had shot that house for him, I was actually door knocking for a local solar company in the area. Mm -hmm. uh, so I was door knocking. I did that for about two to three months. 
And towards the end of like, maybe I think month two, that's when this guy had hit me up. Yeah. Um, and when he hit me up, that's kind of when I started, you know, changing. I was like, man, I'm knocking doors. I got a lot of free time. I can definitely, you know, knock doors either in the morning, knock doors in the afternoon and just do photo shoots in the morning for, you know, the real estate agents. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So until, until that started going like very steadily, which like, honestly, it pretty much took off because it took me probably about a month to get about two to three shoots consistently throughout the day. Yeah. You know, but obviously I didn't get there just by sitting, you know, sitting down and waiting for people to call me and like, be like, hey, right. you do photography, right? So it honestly, I did put in a lot of hard work and a lot of the stuff that I was doing is I was do, using Facebook to my advantage. I was messaging a ton of realtors. I was adding a ton of realtors and, you know, just pretty much uh, the experience that I had knocking on the doors, I pretty much transferred that to Facebook. Right, right. You know, I was messaging people and be like, hey, would you be interested in a, into a free photo shoot? Yeah. I'm barely coming up. I want to do this, you know, and I want to show you what I got to offer. Yeah. And believe it or not, people like free shit, right? Yep, yep, so yep. A lot of people took me up on my offer and gave me the opportunity. And thanks to them, I'm, I'm blessed, you know, that's why I'm in the spot that I am right now. Yeah. And I would say, though, that you keep your quality consistent because what's the difference between you and, you know, we don't even have to mention names, just yeah. another company. Like, why do they keep coming back? To Luciano. Yeah. So I, uh, so one of the things is I did when I was offering those free shoots, I was also digging into my market, right? I wanted to know who's my competition, who am I going against with, you know, yeah. who's the top dog and who's the bottom dog, right? Yeah. And I don't want, obviously, I don't want to go for the top, for the underdog, right? I, I want to know what he's doing and I want to know what he's doing wrong, but I also want to know what the top guy is doing, you know, because I want to be like that guy. Yeah. And I want to get there as fast as possible. So a lot of the complaints that I was hearing was there was a big communication issue. There was that, you know, there was that gap between uh, the photographer and the real estate agent. Because if you think about it, these real estate agents, some of them have to list these houses pretty dang quick. Yeah. Especially when the market's crazy, you know, so they don't have time to sit around and wait for a photographer for one week, two weeks, scheduling, you know. And if I feel like if scheduling is a big part, you know, of the problem, that's like, that's a huge problem in the business, right? Yeah, yeah. If you can't be of contact, then who, you know, who are they going to reach out to? Somebody else. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. They're going to go to, to the next person. So, so do they just schedule on your calendar then? Yeah. Like they see your availability, like, oh, I picked this time, you know, this is when I need you out here. Exactly. So I do have a set process and they pretty much just go on my website. They can see all my availability. Uh, and then they just pretty much book on there. Once in a while, I'll have a few agents call me up. Like, hey, can you squeeze me in last yeah. minute? You know, obviously I'll try to squeeze, squeeze those people in wherever I can. Yeah. So for people that, um, you know, are just starting out and, you know, uh, they're kind of listening to this. Yeah. I think two of the biggest key things that you mentioned is number one is you're taking your door-to-door -door experience and not waiting for business to come to mm -hmm. you. You're going very actively with that, yeah. right? And then two, you're figuring out issues that are common in your industry yeah. and then fixing that so that way they can, you know, the ease of like, ease of hiring you or getting you is a lot easier versus like having to call somebody up, see if they're available, right? Yeah. Do that type of stuff. Um, well, talk to me about some of your bigger projects because I know that you've gotten hit up by Amazon because they're, yeah. they're building a big, uh, you know, um, warehouse. warehouse, right? Yeah. Um, you also got email from Airbnb. You're like, you know, and this is your first year. Dude. Yes. Like, in <laughs> fact, you know, you just shot a conference like, uh, like a month ago mm -hmm. where, you know, you shot people that are like, you know, huge in the <laughs> internet marketing space, yeah. you know? Um, what you're doing in a year's time is pretty, pretty phenomenal, right? Yeah. Um, if you were to take a step back yeah. and look, I'm like, what am I doing that's 
that's moving the needle for me. What are probably two, three things that are moving the needle for you? Uh, definitely the main one is treating people good, man. You know, uh, people, people either hate you or they love you, you yeah. know, and there's no in between. Uh, I'm more the type that like, I'm really, I don't, I don't want to say that I like really care about what people had to say. Right. Cause if Cause it's negative, yeah, cause if it's, <laughs> cause if it's negative, you know, I kind of just shy away from it. Like, all right, you know, yeah. there's something good. I'm also going to take it into consideration. Right. Yeah. But obviously that negative stuff, we always hang on to that stuff. Right. Yeah. But I think one of the main things is just treating people res- with respect. Cause what I think about is, man, let's say one day I'm not able to use my hand. One day I lose my eye and I can't shoot photography. Right. I can train a photographer. You know, I can train a photographer, but I can't, it, it's tougher to train somebody to be like me and run a business, right? And just be respectful to people. That's more of a struggle. It's yeah. easy to learn how to use a camera. Yeah. You know, and that's the way that I see it. Like the skill, you can hire anybody for the skill, but I think what's important is like, you know, when I see people posting about you all the time, because yeah. that happens all the time, yeah. um, they're always like, oh my God, he's amazing. Like, yeah. you know, he's so good. Like, and I'm just wondering, like, how does your client fulfillment look like? When they hire you, mm-hmm. why are they so happy <laughs> with the work that you do? Yeah. So I guess I'll, I'll, I'll go through the system, right? Yeah. I, uh, so I pretty much think of it as a conveyor belt, right? And the way this conveyor belt work is, works is that they'll hire me. I show up to the house. You know, I treat people good. I also go above and beyond. You know, if something needs to be moved, I'm going to go out of my way. I'm going to go move it. If it's something as little as a trash can, and it needs to be moved. And I know it's not going to be good in the shot. You know, I'm going to move it. If it's maybe even a couch, you know, and somebody's going to help me move it, I'm going to go above and beyond. I'm going to go move this couch, right? Because yeah. I know that's going to make this picture look good. And I feel like that's some of the stuff that a lot of photographers in my industry are not doing. They're not going above and beyond. They're there, you know, to pretty much be in and out. You know, I do, I, every single shoot that I do, depending how big the house is, I have time frames that I want to be there for. And I always, you know, for maybe a small house, I'll be there for an hour. But I know within that hour, I'll probably do the photo shoot the first 20 minutes and knock it out. But I still have those 40 minutes, right, that I can spend to either build a bond, you know, build a connection with the realtor, you know, and make myself stand out, look good, you know, and that way they can come back. Yeah, because they are coming back. You're getting like your books all the time, you know. Yes. Like, uh, you'll literally have to, like, block out your schedule to come do stuff like this. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. Yes. Um, yes. How is it like, you know, at home? Because you're so busy right now. Mm-hmm. Like, what, what, what are you doing to kind of combat that? Yeah. So, I did, you know, this was actually a conversation that I had with my wife right before I even jumped into entrepreneurship. Yeah. I told her, hey, you know, this is what I'm going to do. And this is what I want to do. So, you know, it's, it's pretty much going to happen. Yeah. You know? And it's, it's probably going to get rough for a few years. You know, I don't know how long it's going to get rough for. But just know that this business, you know, in order for me to make it take off, I'm going to have to put my heart and soul into it, right? I'm going to have to dedicate a lot of my time. And this might even, you know, involve some of the weekends. I was already doing that at, you know, working as a corrections officer. Yeah, yeah. I had the weirdest schedule ever. I was working 8 to 16 hour days. I was working on holidays. I was working on my birthday. I was working on my wife's birthday, everybody's birthday, you know? So it was just like, it was nothing new. But… I think she, like, when I told her this, she knew, you know, and I knew that she had my back, especially, you know, just having the support system. But as far as, like, you know, what does things look like at home, like, when I'm, you know, super booked out and busy, I'm just really going with the flow, man. You know, I'm just making things move along. And now that I'm, like, I'm actually into my year finally, right? I've been in business a year. I've finally taken a step back and be like, all right, where can I refine things to where 
I can get my time back with my family, but also improve the quality of my work and improve the process for the clients that are booking me, right? Yeah. Because a lot of things that we see is that in businesses is that one thing will improve, but the quality of something else will either decrease, yeah, 100%. right? Yeah. And so my thing is like, how do I keep both of them at, you know, at the consistent level, right? So, and I think one of the biggest things is just taking that step back and realizing like, how do I do that? Yeah. And I also know that um, it might not be the only thing that you do because I know you also have, you know, ATMs, mm -hmm. you're, um, you're starting an e-commerce store with your wife, yeah. like you're doing other things. Um, are you just a business owner at heart or why are you doing th these other stuff? Exactly. Yeah. I, at the end of the day, I am a photographer. I am a videographer, but in order to run my business, I have to be a business owner. Yeah. Right. Uh, and then, yes, I'm an entrepreneur at heart, at heart, right? I've actually, before I got started with my photography business or my marketing business, I actually had this ATM business. And this was just something that I learned, you know, from Paul Alex over on YouTube, you know, and through his Facebook group. And I was, I think, 18 or 19 when I got my first machine, you know? Yeah. But so it was just something that I just wanted to do. I just knew, you know, from a while back, even before I even got into uh, being a corrections officer, that I wanted to be my own boss and I wanted to be financially free. Yeah, huge. Um, okay, uh, one thing that I liked uh, that I that I heard you mention is you got to be a business owner. Yeah. I think a lot of people in your space are just creatives, yeah. where they're like, "Oh, I see this. This is the vision." Things like that. Um, you have that, but I think you're very much more logical in like the business sense. When do creators need to step out of their own way and become actual business owners, not just the, you know, the skill set? I think, I think as, as soon as you feel like that you, you need to add something in order to step away and figure out systems that will make your business, you know, work better. Yeah. Better, right. Because so one of the things when I first started is I realized that I couldn't deliver pictures on time if, you know, I was out there shooting six to eight houses a right. day. And then I still had to come home, edit pictures, and then deliver them. Right? Yeah, yeah. So that means I there's something in there in between that I can do or have to do in order to get my time back, the time back, and get that and make it just more efficient, right? Yeah. So that's kind of where I realized, hey, I can hire a virtual assistant. I can train somebody to do this. This is just office work, right? Right, right. So that's what I that's what I did. Yeah. You know, Google search. <laughs> hey, how do I find a you know a virtual assistant or how do I hire somebody, right, to yeah. make my job smoother? That's exactly what happened. Yeah. It's crazy though, because I feel like people need to hire a coach or a mentor to learn that type of stuff. Yeah. But for you, it's just like, hey, I identify a bottleneck that I have and I just get it fixed right away, you know? Because like you're talking in systems already in year one. Yeah. Systems I didn't learn until like year four or five. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, so you're definitely advanced than, you know, than, than most people for sure. Um, and is it because you're just resourceful? Like you just look shit up on Google or what? Like, I, mean, <laughs> I feel like that's a huge thing. You know, I, I do spend a lot of time on YouTube and, yeah. you know, just watching shit, you know? So it's just like, or I mean, a lot of it too is just having connections, you know, uh, finding people. I do talk to a lot of people and yeah. a lot of business owners, you know, entrepreneurs, and a lot of people like to talk good about themselves, right? Yeah. That's one thing is like, when you ask somebody the question, you know, one of my most favorite questions is like, who are you and what do you do? Yeah. You'll get the most out of anybody when you ask that question because they love, people love to talk about themselves, right? Yeah. So, you know, after I find out like what they do, obviously there's, there's things in there that are going to interest me and I'm going to, you know, nitpick. Yeah. So yeah. that's how I get all my information, man. It's just like connecting with people. When I first started actually doing my photography business, I sat down with so many business owners 
I went on so many, <laughs> you know, my wife calls them coffee dates. I call them, you know, networks, yeah. right? Co- network dates. So, <clears throat> you know, I sat down with a lot of real estate agents and just kind of get my name out there and pretty much just learn the industry. It was something new that I was getting into. I knew I had no idea on it before, besides the stuff that I had learned on, you know, YouTube. Yep. Uh, I knew how to be a photographer. So that was, you know, that was something easy. Yeah. But I needed to know how to run a business. I didn't know what tax I mean I knew what taxes were right, but right. I know that there's all these these things right that's the conversation for another day but yeah so just talking with people yeah that's powerful dude so what's what's uh the future look like for you I I definitely want to scale this you know I the way I see it is I want to make it an empire yeah I, I want to drop photographers in different states I want to build teams in different states and I also want to have you know obviously like the way that I see it in my head is having like a lead photographer and videographer and then him being like a team lead and then having probably three or four photographers under him. And I want to do that in several cities throughout the state. Powerful, dude. Well, where can people find you? Uh, so people can find me on Instagram or Twitter, uh, Luciano underscore FPV. All right. Well, thank you so much, dude. You crushed it. Hey, thank you, man. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it.